This is Long Island's own sports radio network. Sports, sports on, on the, the go, go one radio. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Sports on the Go one radio network. Back again here on Chalk Talk, 2.45, 15 minutes before the top of the hour. It is time. It is another Tuesday here on Chalk Talk time for Top 5 Tuesday. Are they cooking pancakes over there? Because, boy, I smell pancakes or something. Still have no idea what they do in there. I mean, they're, I, th- I, cr- I think that's pancakes. That literally smells like pancakes. Send some pancakes over to the dungeon, please. Send it to the dungeon Send of pancakes. It on yeah. down. But here for our top five Super Bowl what ifs. We're going to point out specific plays, situations, games, and anything that happened that may have altered the course of Super Bowl history over the last, what is this, Super Bowl 52 we're at or 53? I wish Fif- we We're at 53. 53. Over the last 53 years of Super Bowl competition. So, without further ado, Top 5 Tuesday begins now. Now. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll start it off here with my first Top 5 on the list of what ifs. This is one that's been talked about probably a lot here in the New York area. Scott Norwood, wide right. What would have happened if Scott Norwood sinks that kick? This is a deep one. This involves my Cowboys. This involves a lot of teams. Scott Norwood makes that kick. The Bills win that Super Bowl. You're telling me that that team goes on to lose their next three Super Bowl games? Well, actually, they had already lost to the Redskins at that point. No, 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 no. It was, that, the Reds- the it Giants, was Giants, no, Redskins, no, Cowboys, Gi- Cowboys. Giants was first. Yes, so Giants think about first. that. He makes that kick. This team may have a totally different kind of confidence going into that game against the Redskins. They might beat the Redskins. The next year coming off that, it's definitely not going to be 52-17 against the Cowboys going against a team that would have been playing with the confidence of a Super Bowl ring or two on their finger, depending on if he makes that kick. And then the next year, they lose also to the Cowboys. Does that change anything, how they played those games? If Norwood makes that kick, does that team have more confidence? And are we talking about instead of the Cowboys being the team of the 90s, the Buffalo Bills Bills being the team of the 90s? And think about now where the Bills are now. They're kind of looked at as, oh, that team up north. Bills Mafia is the most attention they really get. Their team hasn't been up to snuff in a long time. The whole history of football and the landscape of dynasties could have been changed if Scott Norwood just would have made that kick. That's my number five. All right, I'm going to get my number five out of the way. The greatest Super Bowl play of all time. What if Eli Manning gets sacked on third and five and doesn't throw the ball to David Tyree, who catches it on his helmet? Stinking helmet! The next play would be fourth and 15. It would be a minute nine left on the clock, and the Giants are down 14-10. We'd be talking about... A 19-0 season. If Eli Manning doesn't elude three grabs, gets his jersey grabbed, if he doesn't get out of that and hook that ball up and David Tyree doesn't have flypaper on his hands and stick the ball to the helmet, what What are we talking about? Is Eli Manning even a Hall of Famer? Does the Patriots win another Super Bowl? Did we get convert on that 4th and 15? Who knows? Wow. That's a a really good one. I obviously knew that one would probably get thrown up there. But it's so – that was a 19-0 season. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that hasn't been come close to since. And that was the one time, really, that was probably arguably the best Patriots team. Yeah. And they didn't get it done. All because of that play. David Tyree. One of the craziest the game. Yeah, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. I am going to go to the regular season. 
Week 17. Ooh, taking it deep. Week 17. This year? No, 2015. Okay. We're going to go up to Buffalo. The Jets winning in. Oh. <laughs> 10 and 6. Winning in. 10 and 5. Ryan Fitzpatrick, those three interceptions. Darrell Revis gets absolutely abused by Sammy Watkins. If the Jets would have beaten the Bills and taken care of business, the Jets would have gone to Cincinnati. They would have beaten the Bengals with A.J. McCarron, a quarterback, on the road. And I, to this day, I think the Jets would have beaten the Broncos in Denver. Peyton Manning was not playing that well that year. He stuck. No, that was he was it, awful. That was the end of the road for Peyton. That Jet defense, that was the last time the Jets truly had a legit defense. Was like, Rex still in there at that point? He was the head coach. No, Todd Bowles is the, Todd Bowles is the Todd uh, Bowles. head coach. Rex is the coach of Buffalo. Yes, Fitzpatrick was the quarterback, but Fitz had the season of his life. The season of his life. They had a running game. Weapons. I still to this day believe that if the Jets would have beaten Buffalo, they would have beaten the Bills, they would have beaten the Bengals on the road, and they would have gone to Denver and beaten the Broncos in the divisional playoff game and taken out the Broncos, and you would have never had a Broncos Super Bowl. Peyton doesn't get his second ring. We don't look at the 2015 Broncos. <laughs> so then you Broncos look at who, what, maybe a Carolina Panthers Super Bowl that year with Cam Newton as the We're MVP? We're looking at Panthers, Panthers, Patriots, because I don't think the Jets would have beaten the Patriots in Foxborough. Panthers, Patriots, maybe Panthers win? Well, but the maybe. Patriots didn't have that pass rush that would have gotten to Cam Newton yes. the way that Von Miller and Demarcus Ware did sure. in that game. You're maybe, so maybe look at Cam beating the Patriots. It's an interesting one there. Very interesting. Beating the Bills, you would have gone to the, the title game. Jets. All right, I got one. Going back to that great Super Bowl between Arizona and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. Right before the half, Arizona's driving. Looks like they're going to put points on the board. And then James Harrison, oh. the last play of the half, picks the ball off returns it 100 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> that game, we all know how it ended. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald with the big play down the field to put Arizona up, and then Pittsburgh drives down the field. Santonio Holmes, Mr. Toe Tap in the corner, the leaning catch to make a great grab and end what was one of the best Super Bowls in recent memory. If James Harrison doesn't get to the end zone, if he can't make it there, if Larry Fitzgerald is able to catch up to him from behind and he doesn't score, we're talking about Arizona being Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Because I, at sure. that point, with the timing of it, how the game went, how that second half went, Arizona started to pull away in that second half at one point. If the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have that extra seven points on the board going into the half, I don't know if they come back in that game. Obviously, the game's played different, but we're looking at an Arizona team that's really in the mm. driver's seat into the second half. That play has always stuck out to me. That's my number four. My number four is going to be... What if Rams linebacker Mike Jones doesn't ah. tackle wide receiver Kevin Dyson on the one-yard line in Super Bowl uh, 34? Kurt Warner, the greatest show on turf, never wins a championship. And the Tennessee Titans, that young team who just moved there, becomes yep. becomes uh, Steve McNair, becomes a legend. Who knows? Yeah, even more absolutely. revered with his Super with the Super Bowl ring. The Titans win their ring. Eddie the George also. Eddie George becomes a hero. We talk about. No one even remembers Eddie George anymore. Exactly. He would have been considered one of the greats if he has a Super Bowl. No ring. one even remembers yeah. who Kevin Dyson is. If he got in, if he extended his arm, oh if he had a Space man. Jam moment, we could have extended one more yard. Nope. It's Mike Jones. It's crazy. Game to think about what that would have set up. Game going into overtime. We would have had a hell of a finish. <laughs> That's all, that, that Super Bowl play, and I'm sure we'll see it plenty of times this week, just that stretch. Yeah. It's got to make Kevin Dyson sick. Yeah. Every One time yard. he sees it, it's got to make him sick. Evan, do what you? If, what if last year in the playoffs in Philadelphia, 
Eagles-Falcons. The Eagles wound up winning the game 15-10. to 10. But the play of the year for the Eagles, the play of the season, Nick Foles gets all the credit. That passer gets all the credit for the Super Bowl title. But the reason why the Eagles are Super Bowl champions is my guy, Torrey Smith. They're at the 30-yard line of the Philadelphia Eagles are at their own 30-yard line. They're up 10. They're down 10 to 6 with 22 seconds to go with the half. Nick Foles throws an awful, awful pass right over the middle of the field. And Keanu Neal, one of the better safeties in the league, has the ball in his hands. I'm watching right now. He has it in his hands, and it deflects. It bounces off his hands, off his body, and into the hands of Torrey Smith, who makes the catch and sets up the Eagles with a field goal. Keanu Neal makes an interception. The Falcons go down, kick a field goal. They're up 13 to 6 at halftime. The Eagles only scored 15 points. They won 15 to 10. The Falcons kick a field goal. They're up 13 to 6. And they move on to the championship game. And the Eagles get bounced. No Super Bowl championship. No Super Bowl trophy. No, we're still talking about 50 years of 50 years of Eagle misery in Philadelphia. We're still talking about Rocky. We're still talking about Rocky Balboa being the greatest thing to ever hit Philadelphia and Joe Frazier. We're still talking about no Philadelphia Eagle championship. If Keanu Neal just grabs that interception at the 50-yard line, falls through it right at him. They go down the field, kick a field goal. You don't have to hear about <laughs> it. You don't have to hear about it that the Eagles are world champions. I'm pretty happy I don't have to hear about it anymore already. I'm happy now to you see still have to hear about it because that's still yeah, more championship. I, I can't use it as the uh, you've never won a championship. So what are you saying thing anymore? Yeah, but the Eagles can say we've won one championship. Yeah, and I you know, have a 20. I know, I know. <laughs> Right. My number three on my list, okay? We're going to go back to Tom Brady's first Super Bowl appearance. Oh, boy. So the Rams score. They tie the game. They did 17-17 at the time. The Patriots get the ball. No timeouts. A minute 20 left. Uh, who was it? Brown at the time. Tried to take it out of the end zone on the kick return. Gets stopped at the 15. Got John Madden and Pat Summerall on the call oh, yeah. saying they are crazy for trying to drive the ball down the field right now. First pass, Brady almost gets sacked. Mm. They gain like two yards. Madden and Summerall are saying, what are you doing? Kneel on it, kneel on it, kneel on it. Four plays later, Adam Vinatieri's lining up to kick the kick that made him famous. Okay, we talk about the tough rule game. The kick he made in that game to send them to the Super Bowl. He comes in then and nails this one in a drive where... Can you imagine what if the Patriots kneeled on that ball? What if they played it conservative and went to overtime? What if the Rams got the ball first? The Rams were hot. They came back, got two scoring drives. They were, the, like we said, greatest show on turf. That, and while this was a different Rams team, that team that year was lethal. Lethal. Marshall Falk. Isaac Bruce, Torrey prime. Holt. Yeah, Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt was wearing number 88. Not even wear, he wore 81 during his career. This was early in his career. And you see the different faces, young faces. This offense was loaded. So, if the Patriots kneel on this ball or play conservative and don't try to go for the field goal with a minute 20 left and no timeouts, say the Rams get the ball first in overtime. Yeah. Say they All score. Right. I'm gonna, this I'm, whole I'm gonna thing we're talking on yours. about now is completely I'm going to piggyback on yours. What if they go down the field, they do what they did, but Adam Veritari misses that field goal? No what if? There's no what? It, who would who was to say that Drew Bledsoe wouldn't come back? The Patriots aren't Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady's not held in this lore. Adam Vinatieri doesn't get all this credit for where beating he's still the, kicking for beating the mighty day. Rams. Where, yeah, to where he's considered the greatest kicker of all time. That's you know his signature moment. Brady doesn't get that first win. Patriots dynasty never starts. Adam Vinatieri, all he had to do was miss it. Mm -hmm. That easy. 
It's, I mean, it's it. really so what crazy. If? Comes down to a kick. FGU. Speaking of kickers, we're going to go to 2005 in the RCA Dome. In, in the Colts and the Steelers in the divisional playoffs. The Colts, of course, at the time were looking for their first Super Bowl championship under Peyton Manning. The Steelers, they're trying to desperately, they were on this, they were on this drought to try to get their fifth championship. They were trying to get, of course, for Jerome Bettis, who had been a Steeler for so long. They handed off to Bettis at the goal line. He fumbles. He fumbles. And the Colts pick it up. They're going down the field. And Ben Roethlisberger, but this isn't even the what if. Ben makes the tackle. He makes the tackle to save a touchdown. And then, Mike but the Colts, but then, <laughs> yep. The Colts still have the ball. They're down 21-18. All Mike Vanderjeck has to do is kick it in the dome. And the Colts tie the game and go to overtime. Misses it wide right. I'm watching it now. He misses it wide right. The Colts go one and done again. The Steelers move on, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Two, this is a two-parter. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger making the tackle, saving the touchdown, and Vanderjack missing the field goal. No Steelers touchdown, uh, no fifth ring. And there's also to be said for this, Jerome Bettis then doesn't get his ring. Yep. Jerome Bettis' career would have ended on that play. On that fumble. This was the Bussies' mm -hmm. swan song. Yeah. And he was going in, and they they have the NFL fan, please just hold on to the ball. Yeah. Pops out. As you see Jerome Bettis, all oh, 300 bumbling pounds of him <laughs> falling into the end zone, reaching for the ball like he's going to get it. It's just you can imagine what's going through his head. Just the, oh, no. Oh, I, I'm this watching. is how it ends? Oh, no. Just I'm watching it right now. He's he's gone. He's gone. And Ben's just. Got him by a shoelace. Oh. By a shoelace. Oh. Oh. And ben Roethlisberger probably thinks about that. that. That saved his first Super Bowl. Yeah. Man. And Jerome goes off as a goat, you know. As yeah, a, as he rides a, as off a, into the sunset, winning the Super Bowl in Detroit two weeks later. Yeah, and Jerome go. Jerome would have gone off as a as a, a reason why they would have lost. It would have been the greatest, but at the end of a great career. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that this didn't affect one of the better running backs we've seen in our generation. Mike Vanderjack. Jesus, my number two. And this is the placement of number two and one was very much deliberate because now I'm getting into my team. <laughs> but. I'm going to put the Dez caught it at number two because it wasn't in the Super Bowl. It was in the divisional round against the Packers. We all know it. Do I really have to set the scene? Fourth and two for the Cowboys. They've had this great year. DeMarco Murray is the offensive player of the year. They've got this great offensive line. Romo's having a career year. Dez Bryant's still in his prime. Jason Witten's still Jason Witten. You had all the pieces there to make a run. It was one there's one other what if in this game, though, before I get into the Des caught it. Midway, early fourth quarter, midway through the third quarter, the Cowboys have the ball leading and driving. DeMarco Murray gets stripped by Julius Peppers. Mm. Way earlier on, the Cowboys had a chance to sign said Julius Peppers and chose not to pay him. So he goes to Green Bay. Then strips DeMarco Murray. Pa Packers go down the field to score, take the lead. Then the Cowboys get put in that situation in the fourth and one where they need to score. They call it incomplete on the review, which is absolutely ridiculous because it's a catch. I don't care what anybody says. You could watch that a hundred times over. It is a catch and possibly even a touchdown, but we won't even get into that. But the what if of this, the Cowboys would have had to go to Seattle. Cowboys had already beaten Seattle in Seattle that year and pushed them around, kicked the crap out of them. It was the biggest statement win for the Cowboys all year. The Cowboys in that game 
You're telling me the Cowboys can't win that game against Seattle. They go to the Super Bowl. That wouldn't have been Tony Romo's chance, his moment. That was it. That's what I've always felt like in my career as a Cowboy fan, that that was the year that was taken away from me. Because <laughs> it, was. it was taken away. It was, because they won the game. it was. Yeah. They, 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 they did everything they needed to do. It was the year the Cowboys didn't do the Cowboy thing. They went 12-4. and four. They got to the playoffs. They won their division. They won their playoff game at home. They went into the Packers. They key win against Aaron Rodgers shot for shot for shot. The defense showed up. It was a great football game for it to be changed on a call like that which possibly changed Super Bowl history. And then you could even go to the next week with the what if in the championship game. What if Seattle doesn't recover the onside kick? Seattle got to the Super Bowl being down, yeah. coming back from 13 down with like two minutes to go, recovering an onside kick. The Packers could have been the team going to the Super Bowl that year instead of the Seahawks, instead of the Cowboys. So you think about all the situations that happened in the NFC playoffs that year alone. If you want to go to a different what if, Cowboys wild card weekend against the, 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 the Lions. Lions. The no call. The no call on Anthony Hitchens against, I think it was Brandon Pettigrew. I think it was, yeah. Where he's face guarding and grabbing, and they don't call pass interference. Cowboys go on to win the game. The Lions could have had a chance to rewrite their story in that postseason. So that entire postseason is filled with what-ifs. Not just the Des caught it, <laughs> but that's just the one for me I go to. That whole NFC postseason could have changed the landscape of that year <laughs> and the, that Super Bowl. If the Ravens play a lick of defense against the Patriots, they go to the AFC title game. If Owen Daniels catches a pass in the end zone, they go to the but title that's game why we do this. and face the if, Colts. What if? They would have beaten the Colts. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Jimmy, over to you, number two. Uh, so I was going to go with a personal one with the Giants and the Manningham catch, but I decided to switch it up because no, I've, I've, I haven't heard it yet, and it's got to be mentioned in the show for this segment. Guys, what if? Pete Carroll decided to run the ball with the best running back in football oh, at the time, Marshawn Lynch. Was it? Well, it, it had, we had to make sure it got in there. What if? Uh, I would have been about $400 richer. The Seahawks, you got to assume, we all think he's going to get in, right? There's Everyone no in the world thinks he he's getting though. in. He's beast mode. Best runner at the time. You yeah. don't give him the ball. The one-yard line. Pete Carroll will take that to his grave as probably his biggest regret as a coach. I would think so. That's literally... Uh, and another example of the luck in the lore of that is Tom Brady Patriots and this dynasty. Mag Patriots Jesus, magic. man. They've had so many things go their way. Patriots magic. So it, it shoot, so as good as you can be, you need the luck, too. All right. You need the luck also. All right. Uh, yours is number two. That's the same as me. But because of that, I'm going to change it because it just popped in my head right now because we just talked about Patriot magic. A little quickly on the Seahawks thing, it's even more incredible. I'm looking at it right now. They have one timeout. One, you run the ball even if Marshawn doesn't yeah. get in. Timeout. Wow. Just call the time. It's second and goal. Timeout. Timeout. Okay, we still got time. Hey, how about a draw with Russell Wilson? How about a sneak? Nice Something. Catch. Something. And, nice. and here's another thing. Right. And talk about what ifs. How about forgotten plays? The play that was made by, what was it, Kirsch down the sideline? Yeah. The juggling catch on yeah. his back yeah. where it hit off his, his leg, his hip, his arm, his helmet, and then just lands Incredible. and he catches it. Incredible. One of the most incredible. It was compared to Tyree at the time. I remember this is going to be talked about in the same light as David Tyree. In and Arizona. Then, and then they throw the ball. And it gets intercepted. So, and Russell Wilson, what are you thinking? Throwing the ball in the middle of the football field. That's the call. They're trying to do a quick oh, slam. Oh, man. My new number two. I'm so happy I'm not seeing that. What if fan they didn't do it? What if they ran it? My new number. My funny thing is, Marshawn Lynch gets, his, gets like seven yards on a first and goal. Yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets yeah. to the one yard line. He's the beast mode. My new He's the best running back in football. My new second, my new number two is what happened in the AFC title game just a couple days ago. D Ford lining up offsides. He yeah. lines up. Sure. Brady throws a pick. 
It's over. The game is over. You're going to the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Andy Reid finally gets to go back to the Super Bowl. And D4 lines up offsides. For like he a yard up, and a half. He lined up offsides. Like three yards. Oh, my God. It was lined terrible. Lined up offsides. Oh, pa again, Patriots magic. Patriots it's unbelievable. magic. My number one, I'm going back deep into the, the annals of the football encyclopedia. A name... I don't like to mention much. Jackie Smith. Cowboys Steelers. The, the biggest thing for the Cowboys in the 70s, they were this the cool team coming up. Tom Landry, Roger Staubach, Drew Pearson, Tony Dorsett. They were the popular team in football, not yet have that lore that they had. The biggest thing was they were always considered next year's champions. They were going to be the champion next year. This was the hot team in football. The one team, even after they had their success, they won a Super Bowl against the Dolphins. They won a Super Bowl against the Broncos. The one team the Cowboys could not beat in the 70s was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who were the team in the 70s? Terry Bradshaw, yeah. Lynn Swan. Talk about those teams and the defenses that they had. The Cowboys fell to them a few times in the Super Bowl, but it came down to the time they should have beaten them, Jackie Smith dropping the touchdown pass in the end zone. Wide open, right in his lap. And you just dropped it like a hot potato. The Cowboys would have had, at this point, six Super Bowl wins. The Steelers would only have five. And the powerarchy in the Super Bowls, which is something that's held high in the NFL. We still yeah. see it now. Who has the most? Six. They showed the Steelers. And then the 5-5-5 five, five, five between the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Cowboys. The Cowboys would have had six. The Steelers would have only had five. The Cowboys would have been considered that top dog in that regard. So that's something that sticks with me. And I'm sure Jackie Smith thinks about it every day because I don't know how I wouldn't wide open in the middle of the end zone literally couldn't have thrown him a softer pass yeah and he just got the yips and dropped it and it, it's not like obviously I wasn't a fan seeing there watching it my dad describes it as like the worst he said he holds that and the catch Des, yeah. No, not the Des oh, catch. Oh. Uh, the 49ers. Oh, okay. um, why am I his names? Uh, not come to me now. The, oh, uh, the, uh, the, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark. Yes, Dwight Clark's the catch. My dad always said, Jackie Smith's drop and Dwight Clark's the catch, or have been the two most heartbreaking moments for him as a Cowboy fan. That's my number one. My number one, guys. What if the Jets had never won Super Bowl three? Oh. <laughs> and we're looking at oh. a franchise that it goes as 59th year into its year, and the Jets fans, the old. Don't even have that to hang on to. They never had Joe Namath. Would they still be here? Would exactly? Would the Jets still be this team? Would they still? Would Jet fans? Would they, I feel like Super Bowl three is the only thing that has Jet fans not hanging on the side of the. Why do you think we still see Joe Namath so much? <laughs> even when he came out of the Super Bowl last year, and they said, "All right, Joe, don't toss it yet." And he throws it up. That was one of my favorite Super Bowl moments ever. <laughs> I wish Renee was here so he could have a response to that and not have that one thing to hold on to yeah. as a Jet fan. But uh, what if the Jets had never won Super Bowl three? Well, and also, and this franchise was Super Bowlless in New York. Joe Namath would not be the the icon that he was. Obviously, guaranteeing that hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl, saying they were going to beat the Colts. Also, what if Johnny Unitas was at 100 percent and played in that game? Let's not forget. Well, Earl Moore was the MVP he, that year, yeah, 68. Let's not forget. That Johnny Unitas is Johnny Unitas. No. The Colts didn't have a full 100% yeah. Johnny Unitas. So, what if? Good for you, Jets. What if? Nice, nice tag was, on there. Yeah. This one is for you, Baccioni. Uh, this is personal for me. Uh, 
If Lee Evans catches that ball in the 2011 AFC title game, we move on to face you. And I always say that the Ravens would have beaten the Giants in Super Bowl 46. I always mm, say that in my heart. Of, I always do. The Ravens were the better team. That They were the best. Yeah, but so were the Patriots. But the Patriots, were they were not balanced on offense. The Ravens were. The Patriots didn't play a lick of defense. The Ravens did. If, if, Lee, if Flacco throws a perfect ball, it was beautiful. Lee Evans has it, and then pop. More, more, and whatever you want to say, more deflected. Lee Evans dropped it. I always say in my heart of hearts, if, the Ra if Lee Evans catches that ball and the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, they beat the Giants, and they are back-to-back -back champions. Flacco would have gotten the ring, his first ring then, second one the year later. Ray would have gotten three rings instead of two. Suggs gets his first ring there, not a first ring. Reed, first ring. They all get their seconds the year after. Harbaugh would have had two rings. Ozzy goes out this year with three rings. Oh, just that, that Raven team was the best Ravens team maybe they've ever fielded. That in the 2006 Ravens team. If Lee Evans catches that ball, I just I, that's just my heart. The they only win. thing I felt with those is that both times the Giants won the Super Bowl in the last, what was it, 10, 15 years now? Yeah. It was destiny, I felt like, that they were going to win those games. But the it runs was. that they were they on, losing. especially the first one. The first one, no, the first, the first one we weren't one, losing it, that game. Yeah, it, 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 was, not, it, it just happening. seemed like absolute destiny that the Giants yeah. won both we were, those games. Even Tyree catch, we weren't yeah. losing that game. And it, the, we, the, it was you, a higher you, power. You it was not in our control, yeah. that game. You mentioned, because what is Rodney Harrison doing not just knocking that ball off his helmet one? He didn't. Know, he lost control of his arms. It, it's yeah. it, that game was out of our control. I don't know what force in the universe controlled that game, but it wasn't It wasn't. You could say, I saw a sports science once, I think. And they broke down which catch was more difficult. You could argue the Manningham catch oh, the was Manningham, more difficult. Oh, the Manningham throw three is insane. Three guys draped all over him, mm -hmm. and the ball literally fit to in keep the your feet only in space where it could that possibly throw, fit that, in. That throw it was, had one window, yeah. and it hit the window, and he somehow had his hands I mean, right there with his toes on the line right there. That's, and that's, Eli why Eli, that's his best throw of all time. Yeah, and yeah, that's why he – those shooting. two performances and those well, two postseasons alone. That was first and ten to start that draw. The Giants were down. And that was a 38-yard game, and then it got propelled them. You know, that just started the drive. Everything got clicking. The Patriots were then on the back of their heels. The Giants were, let's go. You know, they rushed up the field, and then, you know, Mod Bradshaw eventually gets in. Giants kick it back. Yeah, Defensive the, the, stop. The, the, game over. The yeah. the that was great. The Patriots just let him score. They're like, yeah, and he was like, no, 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 no. We had Justin Tuck, and we had Osi Minura knocking the crap out of Tom Brady all game. We weren't afraid. Give him the ball. The 40 seconds left at that point. That was the only time it's been like, let's go. Come on. Very nice. Do you did we all go around? Did you give your number one? Yeah, yes, that was that's number that was number one to me. So there it is, our top five Tuesday, our top five Super Bowl championship implication. What ifs? If there's anything that we miss, anything that you hold close to your heart for your teams all around the world, all around the country, call in 631-676-2968. Share some of your thoughts with us. Some of the what ifs you could also share on Periscope, Facebook Live in the comments. Go on our Instagram, Twitter fate. We'll Tell you. us what you think. We'll see you. We'll respond. And, uh, of course, we ain't perfect, so I'm sure there's a few we missed, a few that some other people are thinking of off the top of their head. But after that – I feel like there's so many. For there's so many. If you're a fan of the team, well, you'd be like, oh, if you lose one, well, it's what if he did this. So that, yeah. We talk about sports as the greatest drama, the greatest unscripted theater, and that's because you could literally go back in any game, in mm -hmm. any moment, say – NFL does the NFL turning point. There yeah. is a turning point yeah. in every single game.
game. What if Carlos Beltran swings the bat? Stop! Oh, no! Right, oh, we're going to break. <laughs> we have to go to break. <laughs> oh, man. Cut it, cut it, cut it, go to break here on Sports on the Go One. We'll be right back this here on This is Long Island's <laughs> own Sports Radio Network. Sports, sports on, on the, the Go, go One Radio. radio. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Sports on the Go One Radio Network. Back again here into our second hour. You had to recover after that. Yeah, you know, you made me really reach it. You know, talk about, like, suppressed memories. Yeah. I had suppressed that memory, and now all I can see is the curveball spitting in and Beltran just waving the bat. You said you, you guys had an interesting story. Beltran, Beltran was asked about it, and what did he say? He couldn't hit it? He said he couldn't hit it. Couldn't. And we, we discussed over the break a little bit of the approach and hitting and my issue was that he didn't swing at the first pitch fastball in the count, and it's it was at, it's funny at coming off of the what ifs, and it was brought up. I understand. You could that. dissect that account, you could dissect that at bat over and over and over again, pitch I by pitch. I understand though, because that's two outs, bases loaded. Say it's first pitch fastball, he pops up. Everyone goes, well, yeah, "Why'd you swing I'm, the first I'm pitch?" I'm telling you, that was the decision from Willie Randolph at the time, I'm telling so. him to take been. the first pitch. It had to have been. There's no way it wasn't. I mean, I, I've always like we were oh, saying during man, the break. But if I'm a hitter and I'm, I'm like, like we were saying during the break, 40 home yeah. runs that year. And I'm going to the I plate, mean, and, my coach, and my coach says to me, yo, take the first pitch. You have to. Come on, You can't. You can't be the guy who doesn't listen to his coach in the World Series and bases loaded bottom of the ninth. Yeah, I mean, not the World the Series. The strikes the out. NLCS. I mean, NLCS, yeah, but. I don't yeah, know. you can't be the guy that strikes out either, but that's why we always, you know, that's why it's one of the most painful memories of, of, of our history. It's just, but in my mind as a ball player, and we talked about this over the break a little bit, that if I'm going up against a guy who knows, who I know has plus plus stuff, mm-hmm. who has a fastball that he can beat me with, along with a lethal breaking ball, why do I want to hit the breaking ball? I don't. So why am but I not? The, I, I the, get it, the, but, but the, my the cojones is of Adam Wainwright to throw that through three three there, bases but loaded. That's oh just my how, good stu- how much confidence he had in his stuff at that point, how good he was throwing, why you wouldn't want to be able to jump on him in a fastball count to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. But, but I mean, I'm telling you that's from Randolph, though. That's yeah. definitely where that came from. It had to have been. Can you believe that's almost 13 years ago now? Feels like it was last night. Feels yeah. like it was just five years. Feels like I didn't go to school for ago. like three days. <laughs> Dude, I, I, went I, I didn't either. Day. That wasn't because oh, of the I, game. I went the next day. <laughs> uh, when I was young, I was real like I took losses hard, yeah. hard. I remember, as stupid as it sounds, I remember sitting there being like, what were we in like sixth, seventh grade? I, I was, was in, in like seventh or eighth. I believe. Yeah, and I remember, you gotta pitch. You gotta pitch. And then he strikes out, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I was believed. Like, what is this whole you gotta believe thing? I believed. Come on, I he believed. And my dad was. Like, my dad swung. looks at me and he's just like, "Welcome, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome to hell." And I went, "Well, we'll be back next year. We'll be." My dad, son, we oh, won't yeah. be. And he, I remember him, get, and I didn't understand it at the time. He didn't say anything. He just like patted me on the back. He was like, "Take the day off from law." Because I think he realized he was like, and the "This kid in is in the cradle in the background. That was perfect. And the cat's in the cradle. Oh. No, 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 Daddy well. wasn't there. She tipped over me, my best Daddy was there to feel. To get me through my Mets anguish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm watching this. I'm actually watching oh the at-bat, no. believe it or not. Beltran Why? swings. I don't know. He swings at a second curveball. Oh, he's he watching the whole at-bat? Yeah, so he swings at a curveball. He swings at a curveball in the second pitch. Here, curveball. But he's, 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 he's down 0-1. It was, he was, I, I it was actually inside. It was coming in on him. He kind of fouls it off a bit. But that's to me why you don't take the first pitch. How many of you pitch at-bat was that? Because he worked at the 3-2. That, that was a three-pitch at-bat. Was it? 
pretty sure that was a three pitch at bat. I'm looking at the at bat right well, now. That's a three pitch at bat. Curveball, really? boom! There it is. Boom. So it was O two on the curveball. Boom. It was three two. I thought. You know, it, it looks outside. I, I think I when I see that curveball again, like Yadi. Kind of goes. Well, Yadi's the best ever. So. I know. Yeah, Yadi's amazing. But yeah, but, but yeah, he Beltran. So you know, I always. It's funny. I always got. I mean, I I I was a Mets fan. I barely watched the at bat. I can't watch it, but until now, because I'm insane. But he swings. I always got the impression that he never swung. Oh, he swung. So why don't you swing at the first pitch fastball? You'll never I mean, I don't don't want. Again, I don't think he wanted to swing at the first pitch say, and why? say he grounds out possibly and they why? say, well, why'd you swing at the first so, pitch? Okay, so you don't I get swing it. at the first pitch. and So I would have rather him swung at the first pitch and popped up and struck out looking. But then you say, why did you swing at the first oh, pitch? Oh, of course. You why did you not worth the count? You have bases loaded, base it's hit, hindsight. It's, it's, you make it's me look Captain Hindsight. What? And now we just made me look a whole <laughs> segment on the Carlos Beltran strikeout from 2006. Now it's well, it's the what ifs, man. I'm, I'm unraveling at the seams here. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm God. watching. What if Lucas Duda can throw a ball? Stop. What if Daniel Murphy can feel the ball? What if James Shamila can keep the ball <laughs> in the ballpark? Uh, what? what if the Mets had money? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There you go. What, what if the Bernie what Madoff if, thing uh, didn't happen? What if Ryan Church hit the ball over the wall? What if Bernie Madoff got caught two years earlier? What if Tom Glavin <laughs> got oh, he met the well You know, <laughs> maybe an out or two. In the first inning. Uh, Gla- Glavin's Mets reputation died that day. Oh my God, I that hate him died. because of that day. I was there. I was at that That's game. what he's gonna be remembered. He even put bases loaded, cl- bases cleared, and triple to Dontrell Willis. I have people, tri- but he won his 300th game with I the Mets. I don't care. He's a brave. He was a brave. Yeah. Also, here's an, here's another person that gets screwed out of the out of Game Seven. Andy Chavez. That is yeah. the greatest. They catch still give that a lot history. of I mean, love, yeah. though. But that's it, the but if they catch. win the game, it's the greatest catch in playoff. It's the greatest, one of catch the greatest catches in playoff history. It's the greatest catch if they go on history. to win the World Series, absolutely. Oh my God! It was it's still one of the best. Oh, oh God! This is such a tough question. God. What is it? What's the worst memory? Beltron swinging this or Martinez's goal to win the cup? Ooh. Oh, my, honestly, oh. I've actually, I've only watched that goal maybe. I've never once watched it since, since it happened. No, I haven't watched maybe it live. Because it's like in a commercial. I actually, when that goes on, I can't see Henrik Lundqvist laying on the ground like that. I think that one hurts me more. It really does. Because it was in the cup. It was in the finals, and because we had we worked were so hard <laughs> to get to we that point. We were winning every single game oh. in that cup until they tied it late, and then they won in overtime. We were never trailing in that, that entire cup. That is a tough cup. question, though. It is. That's a good it's one. It's so tough. I think for me, it's the Rangers. The Rangers. I, and I think I agree the because the Mets more moments. The, c- no, but the Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers have given us moments where they were in there in the playoffs and competing. So we we didn't have as much anguish over the last decade. The Mets, we had nothing for like so long, and we still have had stretches where we had nothing, not even tasting the playoffs. The Rangers have at least given us crucial playoff hockey that have helped. I guess. There's no way to soften that blow. What if Timo? The Met one hurt because you felt like oh, it's just Henrik's heart. So I saw Henrik's yeah. heart like get ripped out of yeah. him when what that puck went to the back of the net. What if Timo Paris keeps running in Game Timo. One of the 2000 World Series? What if how that do you, idiot how keeps? How are you a Major League Baseball player? How does that idiot know keep that running? The ball hits the plate. It's in play. <laughs> like how stupid are you? You remember Timo Paris? I know, I know, but like maybe we beat the Yankees. Maybe we beat the Yankees. Hit the hit the plate. Run, just run. Oh. Hey, yeah, the Mets could have won that World Series too. They kind of could have. Of course, they could have. They were up. I mean, and then of course you think of that series, the walk ball, off the yeah. Jeter, the ball that went over the wall but didn't. Which one? In that series, the ball. Oh, the ball yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They yes, thought yes, it was a home. Who was it? Zeal. I think it was. T- yes, Zeal. it was Todd Zeal. That was the ball. They thought it was the home run. That was the Timo play. Yeah. 
Ah, we should move on from these heartbreaking. So injuries. many oh. bits paid, bro. Yeah, all the pain. <laughs> oh, the hip pain. <laughs> all right, Beninga. Oh, I but can't take it, bro. So now that we just took meth bands through the ringer of that pain, which I'm sure none of you expected to have to go through today. I'm still watching. I didn't have to expect to go through it today, but now we're talking about the 2006 NLCS. So. Sorry. The best is <laughs> um, the, the best. The worst is Yaddy. He just jumps up in the air. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to paint any more of the image in my mind. Let's move on to hate it or love it or hate it. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to do love it or hate it today. Want to start Rumble or NFL? Which angle do we want to start from first? Can I do the Rumble? Do we the could rumble. Do, the rumble. do the Rumble. We could do the Rumble. Love it or hate it. Here we go. Time for love it or hate it. WWE Royal Rumble edition. The countdown commences, and it's time to go. Nia Jax in the Rumble, in the Men's Rumble. Hate it. Kick it off right away. Really? Hate it. Um, thought it was a push to put the dominant woman in there. Thought it was a push to get her across. I didn't like how they handled it, where they made it first wait, off. Wait, it wait, wait a minute. Just before we keep this going, is there any way we can get the instrumental bit of Hate or Love It by uh, 50 Cent and... and uh <laughs> <laughs> and <the> <laughs> Yeah, whip, whip that together. Whip that, whip that together. Because oh, I feel like that's just what we're missing right now. Yeah. Well, little, little I need bit to, again, I need to get the instrumental. The instrumental. It should be on YouTube. I, I need to of course it. it's on YouTube. It's oh. also a song. It's called um, Rubber Band, actually, by um, just the, like Rubber Band. Is it the game, Hate It or Love It? Yeah, the game. Yeah. Okay. There's an instrumental. Yeah, it's instrumental. Well, that's an ad. That's an ad. Everything's an ad. Everything's an ad. Everything's an ad. But, but with Nia Jax, she's, she's in the ring, and obviously there's first the moment with Mustafa Ali where. She eliminated him. Yeah, where he was like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to hit a woman. So she hits him and throws him out of the, w the ring. And then you have a couple other people go through the same thing. And then Randy Orton's basically like, screw it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mysterio. He's, he's, he's Mysterio? lining it up. No, Sigma? he's lining it up to the RKO. And then he's like, ah, I can't do this. It was like th there's such an uncomfortable situation they created for fans where it's like, are they going to hit a woman? Are they going to hit a woman? Are they going to hit a woman? And then she starts kicking the crap out of them. And then Dolph Ziggler, who wasn't even expected <laughs> to be there, yeah. who honestly – Never been the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan, and it's not this moment that made me a Ziggler fan. I was rooting for Ziggler at one point in that Rumble. Mm -hmm. I really was. But Ziggler puts the super kick in her face into the 619, into the RKO, and they throw her out. I thought it was risky. Hate it or love it. Hate it or love it. I thought it was risky to say the least, um, but I did not love it. I hated it. What about you? What I didn't you mind it. I guess yeah. I love it. I didn't mind it. Like, I mean, they do it. This isn't the first time they've done it. They did it with China. Yeah. They did it with Beth Phoenix, who but took the a TTS. But the timing of it, like China in the 90s, it was the attitude Karma. area where you knew that was going to. It wasn't that frowned upon. There were people who were, like, upset that this was going on and that they made it, like, an uncomfortable thing when the I man was I like, I don't know if I hit her. And then she hit, like, goes with them. They're like, okay, this is okay. We're going to hit her now. It, it caused some rumblings. But it is a show. It's entertainment. They, you have to realize where it's not like yeah. they're promoting domestic violence by any means. It was competition. Yeah. But I don't know. So, right, let's go to the right, let's go to uh, the Super Bowl for everyone. Six, five, four, three. <laughs> like it or love it, Nickel Coleman talking about Tom Brady. And how he's mentally done. How he doesn't have it anymore. Spoken the fire. Who are we talking to? Uh, Bacio, I hate start? it. I, I hate it. I think it's an absolutely ridiculous thing to do, especially from a cornerback who just got 
arguably like you know the most the most egregious non-call play. He didn't make that play. No, he didn't make that play. You should have been the reason why that your team lost that game, if anything. And he's gonna come out here and say that Tom Brady's done. Come on, what is this? What has Nickel Coleman ever done? We, Coleman Riley, right? What's his actual full name? Uh, That's the thing. We don't even know his exactly. name. Nickel, Nickel Roby Coleman. Roby yeah, Coleman. And, Ro and, like, okay. Okay. Now when it comes out and Brady dices him, and like I said, he's going to watch. They're going to go after him right away in this game. Mm -hmm. At the end of this game, if the Patriots come out as Super Bowl champions, he's going to be looked at as, like, one of the biggest jokes. Do you think about that play and everything that happened and how lucky he got to not be a, right. a GOAT in the opposite term, like the GOAT that cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl? And then you're going to come out and run your mouth days after and put some more – you know, fueling the fire for Tom Brady, who we've already seen has more than enough motivation, yeah. more than enough yeah. focus. Yeah. I think Tom it, Brady still has it. I yeah, think that's so, not a conversation. So, well, with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to hater to love it. Tom Brady's mic drop. Tom Brady's we're still here. Um, you know, pep rally if you want to call it uh, or chant leading. I thought it was a little corny. I definitely thought. I mean, it was he's a, a forty-one-year-old man. Uh, yes, <laughs> and he wears Uggs. So yeah. I mean, like, what? Also, do you something to note: after he does that, he goes back to see his players. And he does the double high fives to all of them, which yeah. is classic dad move. Slap hands, guys! Slap hands! Slap hands, guys! The great one has called. Who's that? Renee. Oh, that's what's up. Renee what's Canales up? himself joining <laughs> us here on Love It or Hate It. Renee. How you doing? I'm good. It, it was a nice trip down memory lane, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> How about that trip we talked about about the Jets? How about if your Jets didn't win their Super Bowl, huh? 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 How would you feel now, Renee? Huh? Don't test me. I'll put you on the list. I mean, hey, like, like, like I asked on the pedestal, what was worse? You know, the, the, the first all-time swing or miss? Or the Rangers, or, or Alex Martinez scoring the goal against the Rangers? You know, like, yeah, you know, it's iffy. Yeah, and, uh, pulling hairs. Yeah, that's tough. Hey, what's up, man? Renee, well, I hate it, huh? Renee, hate it or love it? Tom Brady's We're Still Here mic drop. I hate everything about Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have called it a more perfect time then. <laughs> you want to be well, in on that's this? That's what happens when you watch. <laughs> Renee, you staying in on Love It or Hate It right now? We're doing Royal Rumble. We're doing Super Bowl. We're doing a little bit of mix of everything. You want some of this milk? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I could go for some of the hate. Oh, it's you want all Brady? It's not all Brady. We're getting a lot of Good. different stuff in here. So, so here you go, Renee. Do you want an NFL or do you want a WWE? And we'll serve you up one right now. Uh, surprise me. Surprise you. All right. I'll surprise Evan, you. Surprise him. First, we gotta get that Rumble thing. The countdown to our next question. Love it or hate it, Renee. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I thought you had a great one. Love it or hate it. Charlotte gets in to the R Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey match at WrestleMania. Because that could very uh, well happen. Oh, uh, that, that's tough. I, I kind of just want to see Becky and, and Ronda go at it. So I, I say hate it. I don't want to see Charlotte get involved. I'm, in, I'm yeah, in the really same don't. breath. I hate it. I think this the heat that Becky Lynch has right now. Her versus Ronda Rousey will generate more than enough of a pop. Yeah. Putting Charlotte yeah, in there, I think, can only take it away from because you take less attention that you could put on Becky and Ronda head-to-head -head as the two hottest acts in the business. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think the, the way they're serving up Becky Lynch, the way they've been doing it for the last few, you know, weeks and, and months, uh, you, you can't include Charlotte in that feud. You have to let Becky Lynch kind of work through that and see what comes out of it. Eventually, you know, if you know what happens, she beats Ronda. You know, you yeah. never know what could happen. So Just let Becky Lynch get through that without anybody interfering in, in the scheme of things. So standing off of that. Love it or hate it, Becky Lynch's entry into the Women's Royal Rumble for the injured Lana. Mm. Uh, I guess love it. I, I hated the way it happened. Like, Lana coming off injured, like, you know, gimping her way through, and then Becky comes out. I, just If you're going to include her, just include her in it. Just make it, you know, don't, don't kind of pull it. Don't serve it up the way they did. It I loved it. I loved I it because you got her on the card twice. You got her literally brought out as the main attention, of course, in her versus Asuka. Asuka wins the match. But then you get able to still display Asuka while displaying Becky Lynch and getting her in there and being the face of when you're trying to build this women's Royal Rumble up yeah. and trying to build this women's division, which has overshadowed the men's division in a lot of ways over the last it six has. months. As Jimmy's just losing his mind over there. No, no. I got one for you. I, I got, got one. I got, I got some entertainment going on. I got go, one go, for go, you. Go, go. I got one for you coming up. Oh, Renee, Renee. No worries, oh, no, no worries. Okay. No, no worries. I'm no, good. serve it up. Serve all, right, it all right, ready? Go. We're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Wade Phillips. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Wade Phillips was asked about planning for Tom Brady in the postseason. What's the plan this time around? He told James Palmer, Eventful Network, the plan is to get an earpiece with Tony Romo in it to tell him what's going to happen before each play. <laughs> love it or hate it. Come on, that's love all we I, I love it. I've always liked Wade Phillips. He's a guy with a great sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, football lifer. We talk about Bum Phillips, how much he did for the NFL and that Houston Oilers franchise back in the day. Uh, Wade's a good, he's good for that soundbite every now yeah, and then. Yeah, yeah, that's what that, it, I, I, I Tony can't Romo was his quarterback. He's having fun. With that, and while he's still avoiding the question, mm -hmm. he, he's having fun with it. He's giving you a little bit of a sound yeah, bite, I, which I like. I like Wade I Phillips. Can't I, love I can't hate it just because knowing Wade Phillips and knowing you know his sound bites in the past and his personality, he's a funny guy. I mean, I mean, you know that he was just kidding. He has he has a plan, but he's not going to tell you what his plan is. We know he's, what Wade Phillips' yeah. plan is. Put my Rushman yeah, down and go get I him. I mean, it was <laughs> a funny way of answering. It's Radio Row Week. I mean, it's yeah. it's a time to have fun and enjoy the time that you're there, at least in the early stage of it. Once before it's starting to get, actually get down to serious business towards the end of the week. I like it. It's a fun answer. Renee, what do you think? I, I, I like it, too. It, it was pretty funny. I, you know, he, he could have taken shots. It, you know, he, he could have schemed around the question. But although he, he sort of did, I like the fact that he said, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up. To, I'll put in an earpiece and I'll let Tony Romo tell me what's going on. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty funny, you know, because it's with the times. It, you know, Tony Romo was really good at his job as well. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I like I like the sense of humor. I love it. I'll take it. Let's go. Let's keep. Let's stay in the Super Bowl. Love, like it or love it or hate it. Maroon Five as the halftime performance. Hate in the Super Bowl. it. Oh, I, I like Maroon Five. Hate it. I don't. I'm not a big I fan. I mean, it depends what they play. It. If they're gonna come out with like the moves like Jagger stuff, that I'm not into it. But if they come out with like this love or like some classic old songs oh, from like great. the early 2000s, like when they were a pretty decent band. All right, I'm not a huge fan of it though. They're not really want someone to me who. Uh, I don't know. I, I like bands. I like classic acts. It's the Super Bowl. Like when Paul Maroon McCartney, five. Prince, The Who, all well, these legends. A lot like, of the issues they ran into is well, that. Maroon 5 is, is a very successful band. <laughs> but all, like, you can get a better act. You can get a, a band who will rock that arena and get everyone into it. Well, what they ran into the problem this year is that P 
people don't want to be associated with the NFL as much as they used to. A lot of the the acts, a lot well, of the musicians well, now said they wouldn't do it because it was do, the NFL. Do you remember a couple years ago? Oh, that's also a, a decent point, I guess. But I never really even thought about that. So, but um. Also, a couple years ago when the Super Bowl was in New York, the Chili Peppers played it, and they weren't even plugged in, though. Yeah. Yeah. And they were pissed. It was awful. They were pissed. I I remember being so mad at that where they weren't plugged in. Flea had a base. It wasn't even plugged into anything. Nothing. And they said, no, the Super Bowl told us that we couldn't have live sound because just to make sure nothing went wrong. Wow. I saw them the night before that because they played at Brooklyn before the Super Bowl. Incredible. They're amazing. They, could, they weren't going to mess up. I'll tell you that right now. They were not going to mess up. They played one of the best shows I'd ever seen at the Garden just two years ago. And... You know, I remember that, and I remember being so disappointed because it was like they gave you like 30 oh, good They almost seconds. didn't do it. Yeah, the Chili Peppers said they almost didn't do it, but they realized that it's the Super Bowl and it's an honor to play it. So they're like, all right, fine, we'll come out, but we're not happy about this decision. And no, they, and they stupid, man. haven't done anything with the and, NFL and since. Some, but something I love with that, you see what WWE's doing? Oh, yeah, the halftime heat performance, Half, right. They're doing halftime heat. heat where they're putting on a match. It's a, it's a six-man tag match during halftime. But the, the reason I bring it up, is because the promo they put out for it is hilarious. <laughs> and they're like, at halftime at the big game, do you really want to sit there and watch Maroon 5? <laughs> <laughs> and they put a picture of Maroon 5, uh, and it goes, eh. <laughs> it goes, tune into WWE Network for halftime heat. And it's just like so funny. Who are they going with? Uh, it's like a six-man tag. It's a, six, it's a lot of the NXT guys. Okay. Yeah, it's developmental. It? I mean, I guess with Maroon 5, though, the NFL, you know, you got to assume that, like, Adam Levine's going to be – he's going to play by the rules. He's not going to do anything to stupid. You got, like, you're not going to put a Green Day out there where Billy Joe is going to be drunk and then say, oh, yeah. the NFL. <laughs> the NFL. You know the NFL. Screw the NFL. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? They keep saying – they never refer to the Super Bowl as the Super Bowl. They keep calling it the big game, the big game. Yeah, the big, yeah. They don't call it the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Renee, what do you think of Maroon 5? I like Maroon 5. I don't mind. You would like Maroon 5. You seem like a Maroon 5 guy. Do you like Nickelback, too? (laughs) You like the Imagine Dragons in the uh, All-Star game? What was that? The the, the Rose Bowl? Do you like Imagine Uh, Dragons with Lil Wayne? Do you think that's a good combination? Do you you, you know what happens to people who like Maroon 5? Do you know what happens to people who like Imagine Dragons and Lil Wayne together? Do you know what happens? Do you know what happens, Renee? You just made the tell list. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. He's writing down. You just made Renee. the list. This says Renee. It says it. You can't see it. Renee just made the, <laughs> the list. Because he likes Maroon 5. <laughs> but Imagine Dragons a little win. That's a little distasteful if you ask me. Well, that's why I, I, I love those memes that you saw after the game. Yeah. Where it was Alabama fans during during the <laughs> national championship. What in tarnation? <laughs> <laughs> I like Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> it just, to me, it depends on what they play, but I feel like they could have done a little better. Maybe they'll get a little surprise to go along with them like we had with the Chili Peppers that right. year. But What about like the Foo Fighters? They would rock that place. Well, they, well I think Lady Gaga is supposed to perform, Beyonce, Prince, Justin Tur- Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, no, they're going those, every – that's every halftime performer. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm reading a well, wrong list. Well, that's the thing. They wanted to get Beyonce this year. I heard they wanted to get Cardi They've B. They've had Beyonce. I know, but they love the Queen B. They wanted to get Cardi B, and Cardi B said Cardi no. Cardi B? This is what they were at. This is, And they were trying to get like the mainstay acts right now. And a lot of What the, about Ariana oh, Grande? That's the thing. Do you do it? I don't know about Grande, <laughs> but I know a lot of the performers didn't want to do it because of the NFL and the stigma, the Colin Kaepernick situation. A lot of them have been very outspoken about that. Yeah. So they don't want to feel like they're hypocrites. Yeah. And then going I mean, but you don't get paid perfor- for the Super yes, Bowl. You no, you don't. You don't? No. You don't get paid. Not at all. So, no, I'm not surprised that these yeah. people don't want to do it. You don't get paid. When you talk about that, it's a, I mean, it's the biggest stage in the world, though. 
You got how many millions of yeah, the marketing, the marketing, and the exposure you're getting. It's the biggest stage in the world. That's their payment. I get that. Go ahead, Renee. That's it. Nah. Yeah, I'll take. I'll say, I, I like it. I so like you're going to tune in on your couch? You're not going to go up and take a piss when Room 5 comes on? I'll be watching Halftime Heat. <laughs> I, 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 I'll probably go to the bathroom and leave the volume pretty high. Well, no, honestly, no, that's usually the point where I really go in on, like, a buffalo chicken dip. You know, eat half the bag, really start to feel the stomach rumbling buffalo after five dip. or six <laughs> beers. And then, you know, get take that 30-minute intermission to do whatever I need to do. To get myself ready for the second half, but I will not be watching Maroon Five. We're gonna go. John, John, John gets the bubble guts. He has to get up. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. When you, well, I mean, you're talking about numerous Bud Lights mixed with, <laughs> you know, the buffalo chicken dip, sour cream, hot dogs, pizza, wings, wings. Name it. You, you name it, man. <laughs> you have to, man. The Super Bowl. Time to be a super glutton. Gotta make room for the second half, Gotta be a super glutton in the Super Bowl. I can only imagine what Fogarty's gonna look like the day the Cowboys get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. I'll be in tears. Nothing but Budweiser's all over the place. Bud Light. Oh, well, I'm wearing a certain shirt today. And I think... Huh? Once you see it... Ba-ba-ba-baculage. No, not I know, it's so cool. But... If the Cowboys got to the Super Bowl, I'd be acting a lot like this guy. <laughs> I'd have beers. Be I'm wearing a Stone Cold shirt. I don't know if you can see it. But I'd be pouring beers. I'd be out on my oh. front lawn. Just bam, bam, bam. I've been there when the Giants won, and I ran around uh, the, the neighborhood with my friends. Uh, yeah, that's I, I'll, and I'll tell you this. the Not, when, not fully clothed. When they, <laughs> when they, It's funny. When you when the Giants beat the Patriots in the first time, the first Super Bowl where the Patriots were undefeated, I was at my friend's house, and they're all Giants fans. All their family are Giants fans. I'm oh a Cowboys fan. They all got up, celebrated, and ran out of the house. And I found myself running out of the house with them. And then I got out to the front door, and I said, wait a minute. No. What am I doing? <laughs> Dad, come pick me no. up. Dad, no. come get me out of here now. <laughs> I cannot be here while these Giant fans ex just celebrate this. He was there within 10 minutes took me home. Yeah, he understands. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, man. Rumble. Let's go back to the Rumble. This is more of an aftermath, and I am very, very sad to hear about this. It's been reported that Dean Ambrose has given them his notice, has given the WWE's notice. He's heading out after WrestleMania due to creative frustrations. He's tired of, the, he's tired of his character being hokey and all that stuff, and I don't blame him. Uh, so he'll love it or hate it. Dean Ambrose to AEW. Ooh, love it because I love what AEW is building. They got Jericho in the building, getting more of those guys in there, kind of trying to develop something else to rival WWE in a way. Um, I think Ambrose has run his course in WWE. I do. Uh, I used to love him as a character, and now I, when I see him, I'm, I still see where there's that flair there for him. But it's not the same. I think he's lost that luster and everything they've done with him over the last few months. Go back to thinking about Dean Ambrose even like a year or two ago when he was WWE champion and how hot of a commodity he was then and to where he is now. It's, I think it's time for him to go get a fresh start somewhere else. Personally. Right. Uh, I love it. I hate that he's leaving, but I love it for him. Right. I hate what you. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Renee? Uh, I... I think it's a it's a heads up for the WWE that their creativeness has really gone on the wayside a little bit. You know they they try to they, sh they try to shove these you know these um, 
these people down your throats, and it's the same thing all over again, week in and week out. I think a brand new start for Dean Ambrose would do his, his career some good. And like I said, it, 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 it's a wake-up call to the WWE to start maybe changing things a little bit uh, in terms of creativity. So uh, for AEW, I love it. Yeah, it's, I agree with you, Renee. One of your big major players over the last several years has pretty much said, I'm done, I've had enough. And they offered Ambrose a five-year contract extension with a raise of pay. And he said no. He said no, I'm out. It shows you how much these guys want their creative rights also, where they yeah. can kind of build their own character. Kenny Omega, they gave him a big contract, but they didn't give him creative control. Omega said nope, And he I'm was not. the guy they needed. They wanted He's him. the biggest act in wrestling right now. So. Them and uh, what is that? That other, the faction. I can't think of it now. Oh, Bullet Club. The young, yeah, the, not the Young Bucks. Oh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Bullet, yeah Bullet Club. A and W uh, root beer. Love it. <laughs> 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 the non-wrestling fans' perspective. That's great. One more thing before we kind of. I want to go to one more break and then come back, kind of yeah. set the show uh, for tomorrow. Have you seen the pictures of Big Cass? Yeah, he gained a little bit of oh, weight, Oh, man. They had to call him the big casserole now in the <laughs> independent circuit. <laughs> oh. Oh. I've seen him. Yeah, oh, he's it's bad. He's gained a bit of weight. Well, he had a, little, he had a little bit of a health issue. He had like a seizure. Oh, that's right. He did. Uh, I, right. I was looking into that, and then he came back, and now he's performing under Big C. But he's the big casserole. That's, that's what he is now. Just, uh. Oh. I, I miss Big Cass and Enzo. I miss Enzo yeah, and so Cass. Do I, I do. I miss them. Enzo's an idiot. I, I mean, Enzo's, yeah, Enzo's a moron, but I miss I miss that tandem. I do. When yeah. they, that tandem in NXT couple was haters. Oh. Yeah, couple haters. Couple <laughs> haters. Bacione, you would have loved Big Cass and Enzo. Everyone, look up, even look even guys that weren't wrestling fans liked Big Cass yeah, and Enzo. Because it was two Italian guys from New York. Who came out and just talked crap? Like that <laughs> sounds pretty good. That was all they did. Funny. They exactly. talked crap and then Big Cass backed it up because Enzo was usually thrown out of the ring yeah. or like hurt or something like you that. Just but it was hilarious. It was a great gimmick. Just go look up Cass and Enzo promos. They're the greatest. They're just, they're just bada awesome. Bada boom, I'll, do it, I'll do it after a couple subs doing? later tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, probably the best time to watch it because <laughs> if you watched it now, you'd be like, what the fuck? What am I looking at? <laughs> I'm thinking around like 1030. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a good laugh out of it for sure. But we're going to go to one more quick break. Renee, anything you want to add real quick before we head the break? Nah, nah uh, no. The last thing I'll say is uh, I hate Tom Brady very much. Uh, and, and that's how I'll leave the show. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. Wow, wow rivaling mic drop. We're, with Tom we're Brady. still here. Copying we're Tom still Brady, I see. Well, wow. I guess. Hold on, hold on, Renee. Some might say you idolize him. Hold on. <laughs> In Renee's room. Like a, like a, oh, you're still here. <laughs> Is there a shrine in your room somewhere? Oh, uh, no. no, no. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Said, let's let him hear it all the way down to Atlanta. We're still here. We're still here. We're still He's here. screaming. Oh, we're still <laughs> here. It doesn't sound like anyone's no, yelling either. He says it like a very awkward amount of time. Yeah, it's kind of stops. He says it like a very awkward like eight times. It's like. Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, wait, did you start yeah, saying yeah, it yet? Because they're not, like, buying into yeah. it yet. Now they're saying yeah. it. You're supposed to, like, stop yeah. and let them take it. He, like, keeps going. It makes you think of, did you ever oh, see? I love the crazy did train after yeah. it. Oh. After the mic drop, it drops right crazy in the crazy train. train. Right. So did you ever see, what is it, Not love Another it. Teen Movie? Love it. Where there's that guy who always tried to start the slow clap, and it's just like, <laughs> in every situation, he's in the back, and he's just... <laughs> Oh, not, uh, not now? No, no. That was Tom Brady. Yes. 
with the where's Tilly? Nah, he killed come, it. Come on, where's Tilly? Yeah. Come, come on, come on. All it aboard, corny. <laughs> All aboard. Let's go to break. All right, let's go to break. We'll reset what we got for our special guest tomorrow here on Shark Talk. Renee, take care. Later. <laughs> right, I gotta break now. Hold on. Three, two, one. Sports on the go. Long Island's own sports radio network. You're listening to Shark Talk on the Sports on the Go One Radio Network. Here we are back again for our final moments here of this Tuesday edition of Chalk Talk. Got into a lot of different things. We're a little bit all over the map. I got a proposal a here proposal. for proposal. a show idea for a segment that uh, okay. apparently the people it's not what we it's not what we the people want. It's what they need. The people need this. Apparently, we we have to cater to the people. I mean, it's involving you. It's involving me. It's a, we, if the people don't want, the people need a Speedy Petey versus John Fogarty uh, cage match. Petey. Brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Am I about to cut a promo? You have to look into the so camera. Look, into, look into the camera. Speedy Petey. If this is what the fans want, we got to give them what the fans need. We'll set up a ring right here in the dungeon of the Sports on the Go 1 studio. We'll set up a cage. You want a cage? We'll get a cage. <laughs> we can get a cage. We can get a cage. I got a cage guy. We, uh, we, I, we got a cage guy. <laughs> but just just know, if you guys like Speedy Petey, if you guys were okay with the way he looks now, he would look very different <laughs> come a cage match with the folks. He would look very different. This wouldn't be so. WWE today. We're talking Attitude Era. Okay? Blood spilled. Come on, Speedy. I, I, now this is what I need now. Th- now if the fans want this, no, needs, they need this, it. Th- they need it. <laughs> when Speedy's in here, you push this. Push you this on him. Rest in peace. <laughs> so you may have not asked for this, Speedy Petey. You may have not wanted this. But since the fans do, it's out of our control. It's out. It's out of my control. <laughs> I'm the train off the tracks now. <laughs> I've got a lot of pent-up frustration. You said a lot of bad things about my <laughs> Dallas Cowboys in the time that I've been here. So it's time to settle it. And the fans want it. Brother. Fans, if you want it, if you need it, then you call out Speedy Petey later. And you tell him that I laid it on the line. Speedy, if Gauntlet you're watching now. Thrown. Speedy, if you're watching now on Facebook, put a comment out there. We'll put this on the line. Because Fogarty was birthed in a cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. had to keep me in a cage for the first five years of my life. Because <laughs> all I wanted to do was fight everything and drink beer. <laughs> it was wild. It was crazy. My dad didn't know what to do. So they put me in a cage. I was born in a cage. I was molded you come into by my it. D- I was molded <laughs> by it. I was mo- molded, molded by it. Oh, man. That's great. So, fans, if you want this, call out Speedy Petey later. <laughs> I'm all in on this. I'm with you guys. I'll give oh, the yeah. fans what they I mean, need. Uh, yeah, I just got the fans. They, they want it. They need it. So. Anyone specific ask for that? Uh, I can't. Yeah. If, uh, I we'll can't. figure it out. But let's get this ball up rolling. Fogs versus Speedy Petey in a cage match. <laughs> Jeff says Speedy Petey versus Fogs will take place on Brazzers.com. <laughs> what do you say? He says it will take place on Brazzers. <laughs> no, it'll take place on the WWE Network. Either that or we'll get on the Jericho cruise ship. But, uh, yes! Get on the Jericho cruise ship. Get on the Jericho cruise ship. Get on the Jericho but, cruise ship. But with that said, we got a minute to go. I don't want to leave without saying tomorrow we got a big show on the hand. Uh, one of my childhood best friends, guy I came up playing baseball with, guy that made it. 
my buddy Matt Sealinger come on, minor league pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He was drafted in the 22nd, 28th round by the Pittsburgh Pirates a few years ago out of Farmingdale State College. He's a Long Island native, uh, experienced being traded for the first time last year, which was a whole whirlwind for him. He's going to talk about the experience of being drafted. I know he's got a funny story about what he was doing when he got drafted, so we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, if you want, if you're going to tune in, it's going to be a great show. Matt's a great guy. Look up his numbers. If you got any questions, write them down. If yeah, they're good, we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Get him into us before the show if you want to ask him anything about, hey, from minor league life, living mm -hmm. on the bus, going all over the place, getting drafted, to just life being a professional baseball player, the work ethic. You're not going to find a harder work ethic kind of guy and a more humble kind of guy. So we're excited to have Matt on the show. It, it's going to be a great thing. With Tune in. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know Matt's looking forward to it. So it's going to be a great show, and we're looking to bring you guys more and more of that going forward. We have a couple of guys lined up that we're trying to get in the works and get in here for interviews because we know as much as you guys love hearing us talk, it's great to get some other opinions, other voices from mm -hmm. even the professional ranks and college ranks. So we're going to be looking to bring to you as much content and interviews and personalities as we can going forward here on Chalk Talk. But – that's it for me. Anything you guys want to share real quick before we head hit on the road Want to tease our rebrand again just real quick before we this, head out? This is true also. Remember, next Monday, Sports on the Go 1 becomes Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So stay tuned for that as things begin changing around us in the studio on our social media pages. Keep tabs on that. Stay with us as we go through this rebrand as we move forward here from Sports on the Go 1 to Worldwide Sports Radio. So we've laid the groundwork for what we're going to have going forward on the week for you. Third and Long comes up next alongside Matty Caps. So we'll send you over to that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Sports on the Go on Radio Network. Like we said, Third and Long coming up next. Everybody take care. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Sports on the Go on Radio. L L Long Island's own Sports Radio Network.